morning, and welcome into the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Glad to have you with us here on this Back to Work Monday. Still to come, we're going to hear from our friend Courtney Cronin, her thoughts about the Bears and all this conjecture about the uh, Justin Fields and that number one pick. Will he be a Bear after the draft? We're going to find out from Courtney coming up in our next segment here on Chicago's Home for Sports. So this was interesting, Cap. You go to Jamaica, you're unrecognizable now. No one knows uh, whether or not that's really you or not um, because you're as, you know, right now you're looking like Steph Curry. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, I mean, that's what's happened. Got man. a little Wonka factory going on here. I mean, really? I mean, seriously. I mean, he's, I mean, you're a bronze god right now. N- never lose the tan. Like, the workout's fine. Get in that tanning bed, man. Don't you, tell me this. Don't you feel like you look better? With a little bronze. A little tan. Right? Yeah. Isn't that better? Yes. Because they're like, so people walk down the street and you're like, he's not from here. Hmm. Colombian? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, where's, where's this guy from? Right. Hmm. 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 A little tint. Yes. <laughs> what, what, he's what? biracial. <laughs> right, exactly. God, I don't know if I should tell this story in the air about Bruce Pearl. Do it. Bruce <laughs> Bruce Pearl told me on the air once, because when he was recruiting in Milwaukee, right, when he's with Milwaukee. Yep, Wisconsin-Milwaukee. He, said, I, he says, you know what? You know how I got the kids? It's because the parents thought that I was biracial because of the Afro. They thought I was half black. <laughs> That's what Pearl told me. <laughs> like, what? What are you talking about, Pearl? Because his hair is kind of like Afro. Like an Afro, yeah. Yes. They thought like... And he's always... Not dark, but, but he's always got tan. that tan. <laughs> yeah, he told me that. I was like, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, that, how you think I'm doing so well in Milwaukee? I think I'm, I think I'm biracial." It's like, "What? What? What do you mean, man?" It's like that's what people thought. It's just kind of funny. He told that story. Wow. Um, because people mistaken him because of that tan and that hair. Um, but I, I just, um, I think that this weekend was very interesting and different because we did not have football unless you watch the XFL. So what was that like for you? I mean, you just came back from Jamaica, and I was fully immersed in college basketball over the weekend. Uh, And so what's that like, man? We're going to go through this time now without watching football for the first time in a while. But we're getting into my favorite time on the calendar for sports. Mm -hmm. March Madness, down the stretch of the NBA and NHL, the Masters, opening day. Mm-hmm. And right around the corner is warm weather. That is true. The best time of the year. It's not close. Not October. Hell no. Not October. I, I told you this. Mm-hmm. October's like hospice. You know what's coming. Mm-hmm. And you can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. No. Now? All right, if we get snow tomorrow, whatever, because I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. I know that I got warm weather coming. What is this? The 20th of February. And by the way, happy yeah. birthday to Gregory Thomas Waddle. Turned 64 today. Happy birthday, Tom. Not, go ahead. I thought he did. No. It's but not it's his 60, birthday. Okay, that's fine. But he's not 64. 63. Uh, this time of year with the basketball and hockey ramping up. March Madness, which is the best event of the year. Mm-hmm. The Masters. Baseball opening day. And all of a sudden you go, hmm, it's the first Saturday in May. We got the Derby. 
and we've got warm weather. Yes. It's summertime. We're back. So when football occurs, you start to go in a downward spiral because you know that winter's coming. So yeah, you- like it's cool when they the first weekend of college football, not week zero, that's stupid, but the hey. first full weekend, I always say to you, mm-hmm. hoodie, I got to have a few weeks of data. Who do I bet this week? Mm-hmm. And you give me play. Absolutely. And it's cool in September. The weather's nice. Oh, the games are on, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, you get to October, and you're like, oh, this sucks. It's starting to get a little chilly. Oh, thankfully, we got a nice day. It's an Indian summer day, they call it. Yeah. No. This time of year, best on the sports calendar. But what about Shea Norling, hey, though? Norling. Because short, but Yeah, but Shea's got the shakes right now. He just needs a little football right now. Can I get a football? Come on. This I'll, isn't football. What's on now? I'll fondle you. I watched a little bit over the weekend. I'm not. I'm not uh, too ashamed to say I watched a little XFL. I dabbled. I wet my <laughs> beak, if you will. Oh, did you get down? Uh, no, and I should have. I may. Maybe next week. I didn't know what to expect. I don't know who any, who's on any of these teams. The coaches, God knows. Wade Phillips. Ugh. I didn't like betting on his teams when he was in the NFL. Why do I want to do it when he's in the XFL? Greg Williams, I believe, is coaching in the XFL. Something, it's, it's, yeah, too many G's in Greg, by the way. It's three G's Three in Greg. G's, yeah. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. Uh, something that stood out to me, Hoodie, while I was watching, on the scorebook, yep. they have the spread and the total. I don't right mind there that. on the scorebook. Well, you know what? That's not chasing anybody away. No. In fact, it got me a little intrigued. Because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't even ever think about betting on the XFL until I'm turning the games on just because football on my television. And you're right. I was scratching at my neck a little bit <laughs> trying to get my fix. <laughs> so there's live football. I turn it on, and there you go. Houston, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Total, 34. And I'm like, I might get involved. I don't know, man. Can I just get a little football, please? Can That's I not football? football, though. Can I get some football? That's he, not football. But he's the hype outside of State Street, just looking for just looking for a fix. He needed his football. Like Ben well, DiNucci does nothing for me. Now hold on a second, Cap. Now that is football. And guess what? If you get a tip from one of your guys, you'll bet it too. You'll throw it in a parlay. If you told me there was a girls lacrosse game tonight and I could make a bet on it, and I had inside info that, hey. Play the York High School Dukes. They're going to win tonight. Okay. It's a money-making opportunity. That's all it is. But it is football, even though there's nobody there yet. That's the whole thing. The Rock is smart. He understands that gambling is part of it. And he's going to try to lock you in, too. You'll turn it on. Hmm. Live betting. Hmm. One and a half? Huh. We'll see what happens. I'm a winner. Now you got, now you got to get hooked. Now you start betting on the Sea Dragons and the Defenders. D.C. Defenders, coached by Jim Haslett. Big win last night, D.C. Defenders. They won. 1-0. Yeah. I did. I had to stop myself late Saturday night, oh maybe maybe 10.30, uh, maybe 11 o'clock. I think it was the Houston game with uh, good old, uh, who did I just bring up? Now I can't think of his name. Anyway, I'm watching he, the he, game. Yeah, the old man that was walking as the head coach, right? Yeah, 75 years old, still coaching. Yeah. I just said his name, and now I don't you hate that? Can't get it into my brain at all. Anyway. Who's... I'm, 75-year-old guy. Yeah, that was coaching. I keep wanting to say Charlie Weiss, but that's not what I just said. Hoodie, what did I just say? The coordinator, uh, Bump Phillips. Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips. Thank God. All right. I'm having a senior moment back here. Wade Phillips. 
No, I'm watching the game. Well, not really. So I, I, it's late at night, ten thirty something. I'm on. I'm playing video games with my friends. Yeah. And I'm in the office, so I got the XFL game up on the third monitor. And I look up, and I don't even know who the quarterback is, but he delivers a seed down the sideline. And I'm sitting in my chair, and I go. Oh, what a throw. And then I realized what I'm watching, and I had to dial it back for a minute. Yeah. I can't get that excited about the XFL plays. Well, Got to tone it down. Well, let's just, let me just tell you this. That as someone that's watched a ton of college football, we went through the NFL, I'm okay with turning the page on actual football and watching it. I'm okay with it because I don't have time. Because we have a sports bandwidth, Cap, we do. We have a sports bandwidth. There's only so much you can watch. Correct. We can read a ton, but we know that we're, this is not going to be a topic moving forward. The XFL, no shot. Even if there was a team here, and we've been through that before with an empty soldier field. Yeah, the blitz. Oh, my God. Didn't work out well. Not in this market. Doesn't, wouldn't surprise me if there is going to be a team in Chicago, but just the sports bandwidth. Now, I got, arena's back, coming back. I got college basketball. I got baseball coming up. I got the NBA, the rest of the NBA, and, and going into the playoffs. I only have so much bandwidth. That's a great way to put it. It's just a, I'm with you. <laughs> I don't have the time, man. But for Shea, though, if there's a money-making opportunity, absolutely, because he, cause I don't have the same itches that Shea has when it comes to football. I, I just don't. And I don't think you do either as a baseball guy. I do not. I could care less about the XFL. Could care now again or the NFL. If you walked in here and said, "Hey, dude, play the Sea Dogs," I got some inside info. Yeah, they're they're gonna win big tonight. Okay, I'll throw a little money on it. I told you I came home one day and my wife is behind me and I didn't know she'd come home, and I'm yelling at the TV with one second left. I had the total in a WNBA game, Mm -hmm. two free throws. She's got to make them both, and I win. And I'm yelling at the TV. You better effing make these free throws. And my wife's like, did you bet a total in the WNBA game on a Sunday afternoon? You're sick. Yeah, I am. Yes, nothing wrong with that. And she made both free throws. So for Take me, that. oh, and Heinz Ward is one of the coaches on here, too. Rod Woodson. God. Rod Woodson. There's a little juice Reggie in this Barlow. <laughs> Don't tell me there's, there's no a little juice. juice. In the, there is no juice I in the XML. Be, I may be watching. Oh my! I God. just hoodie. I might have a problem. Like I might need to find a hotline for football addiction, football addicts anonymous or something. Because like I get it. There's a difference for me when I'm watching TCU Kansas on a Saturday afternoon yes. in, in uh, October. Nothing wrong with that. I, but I am one of those guys. I'll sit down and I'll watch the Fresno State and whatever other godforsaken West Coast Conference team, whatever conference that is, Mountain West. Yeah, Fresno and Air Force I'm Square. Right. I'll sit down and watch it. Let me okay, ask you a question. XFL, if there was, I feel like I need to call the hotline. If Arizona. <laughs> Arizona State was playing on a Saturday afternoon on October 20th. And out here, it's 76 degrees and sunny. A beautiful October day. Are you staying in to watch the Arizona-Arizona State game? You go check my Twitter bio. See what it says. It says football on. If football is on... I am watching football. <laughs> it's a problem I have. You're sick. Listen, I, I, dude, I was just talking to my wife's friends. We uh, hey, the audience likes it too. <laughs> it was one of my wife's friends over the uh, her birthday over the weekend, so we go out to dinner. Daddy and agrees. A topic of conversation out there was Shay. We feel like we haven't seen you in months. It's because you haven't. I told them in September. Once football starts, you're not seeing me anymore. That's I'm locked in. One, I care about doing a good show here, and to do that, I feel like nobody I need here to be cares all about if you watch Arizona, Arizona State. No one cares. I understand, Cap, but you know what? If it's you've got the bug, you got the bug. It's like it's like you with baseball. 
Now, Brett will want to say, hey, put on this game on the package, and you're going to sit down and watch it. Hey, where's Cap? He's inside with his son watching the Angels play late on a Wednesday night. It's only because it's on. It's late on a Wednesday night. But if it's Saturday afternoon and it's 87 degrees outside, Brett, I'll tape it, man. We're not staying in. But he's We're going to enjoy the weather. But he insists he's going to sit down because there's a money-making opportunity. Here, watch it on my iPad. Scream it. But I can't get TVG also, Dad. And I also can't get some of these other games on the package. That's the whole thing, man. Hey, no matter what's going on outside, if you're into it, you're into it. If you got the bug, then you can do about it. Like for Shay, like, look, here's how I would do it. It's either in the man cave or I'm going out to a place that has all the, you know, got all the games, Right. They open up the windows at this bar, right? And the nice warm breeze comes That's in. the best. Yeah. 15 TVs. Oh, They've Cap. got, like, the garage doors that are open. You get some beers. That's the greatest. Cap, and you know that's the way, too, right? I can still be outside getting some fresh air and gamble on the games I'm watching in the fall. Oh, outstanding. 70-degree day? Cap, what do you want for lunch? Here we go. I've got a 10-team t- parlay. All right, tell them to put this game on. Put this game on. Absolutely. So he's a, there's a way to do that, but... He's at home, though, with Monitor 3, watching Utah. God bless him. I mean, hey, man. Hey, we're all sports fans, right? That's the whole thing. I'm a sports fan, too, but not to the point where I'm watching the XFL. <laughs> I can't do it, man. I can't do it. It's a bad moment for me. I, it like did, I felt like a drug addict a little bit. I like football, but not like that. I will tell you, they had something that I saw on social. I watched the clip this morning. Yeah. They had Dean Blandino... Going through the review with you. Yes. And saying, here's what the official's going to look like. Way more involved than they do in the NFL. Like, they just kind of wait. Then the guy turns his little control box on. Yeah, after further review, the call on the field is confirmed. No, no. Dean Blandino's out. Now watch his foot here. And watch here. And here's the referee's interpretation of that. That's cool. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's a difference between this XFL and the first one. So, Shay, you watched. Was there any uh, any uh, locker room uh, uh, cameras in there with the cheerleaders? Not that I noticed, no. You do recall the first XFL. Yes. was just completely raunchy. It was like the lingerie league almost. Would you like to see what happens with the cheerleaders in the locker room? Here is a live camera. Vince McMahon, what are you doing? What are you doing? It, it was TMZ Live with football. Oh, my God. It was... It was insane. Yeah, it was, but this is more t- tame and, and kind of toned down, this new XFL uh, by The Rock and Danny Garcia. All right, coming up, Courtney Cronin, her thoughts on Justin Fields. Could he be traded? What is she hearing? That's next on Cap'n J. Hood. Cap'n J. Hood are back. And you know this, man. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Keep your beak out of this. Courtney Cronin. National Chicago Bears reporter for ESPN. I think you have to temper expectations if you are a Bears fan, just given everything that this team had to kind of undo. Breaking down the Bears and the latest NFL storylines. Team transcendent quarterback Ross is not this guy. You know, he's very legacy conscious. He wanted to go to Denver and build something and win a Super Bowl there. Courtney Cronin with Kevin J. Hood on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. We will find out who had the worst weekends coming up at 9.35 here on Cap and Jay Hood. Glad to have you with us here on this Monday morning on ESPN 1000. Our next guest is on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, call the Car X Good morning, Courtney. How are you? 
Hey, guys, I'm good. How are you? We're well, thank you. We started the show talking about um, the conjecture that's out of uh, House Hall. Cap, you're, you're hearing things about Ryan Poles? So, Courtney, uh, great to talk with you. I was on vacay last week, but I'm on the phones talking to some buddies. A guy I went to school with went to is in the NFL scouting. He said, dude, there's a lot of smoke out there. He said, I'm not telling you from one person, two people. He said, a lot of smoke that Ryan Poles absolutely is thinking about trading Justin and drafting Bryce Young. Do you believe that? You know, he has to do his due diligence, and I know that we overuse that word in the sports world where you have to really exhaust all your options. I don't, I don't know if he believe, if, if, if Poles is looking at the quarterbacks right now, does he really believe that Bryce Young as a passer is that much more of an upgrade than Justin Fields? We know they can both make plays outside the pocket, but if you're really going to make that move and restart the rookie clock, you know, set your franchise probably back at least a year just because we can't expect this team to be worst to first next season. At least that's my philosophy on it. And, you know, putting a new quarterback in that situation and telling him to go, I, I just don't think you make that move. I mean, I, I can understand the thought of, well, if somebody comes in and offers you the world for Justin Fields, you absolutely have to listen. But unless it's an offer that has multiple first-round picks in it, maybe a player. I know that I laid out a scenario at ESPN.com where Carolina could potentially be a team that comes up uh, to try to get that, to try to, you know, gift them a, a massive haul, maybe including a Brian Burns of sorts, that you just don't do that unless you truly have something that you cannot say no to but if what it's if, an offer that has Justin Fields in it. But what if, I said this to Hoodie, what if Ryan Poles emerges from a four day darkness retreat, looks in the mirror and goes, Bryce Young's a better football player, and he's a better fit for what I want to do. Then, then that's his prerogative. I mean, he's being paid to generally manage this team. So if he truly thinks that, then sure. Yeah, I could absolutely see it if he really believes it. But, you know, remember what he said back in January, that he would have to be blown away, and you're going to have to prove how blown away you are if you do move on from Justin Fields. Like, I know we've heard the conversation from um, all over ESPN right now, and Todd McShay calling Bryce Young a mini Mahomes. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. I wish we would stop comparing guys and setting them up for failure by saying that they are like, you know, quarterbacks who just won two Super Bowls. I think Zach Wilson got that same comparison last year. So I don't think, I think Poles, if he's looking at this and evaluating the quarterbacks, he's probably pumping the brakes on making any sort of comparison like that. But if he truly thinks that, then... You know, you don't ever want to be in the spot again where you have the number one overall pick. And this is your chance. Like, you don't get many cracks at the, uh, you know, many bites at the apple to get the quarterback spot right. So I think that he owes it to himself to exhaust all options. But in the end, I think they do end up staying with Justin Fields at that spot. You know, when we look at the rest of the draft, we're so locked in on number one, and rightfully so. Everyone's talking about it. What are some of the other needs you believe the Bears will definitely address in the draft first? Well, that's like with the, with the trade back scenario, hoodie. I think that they need to get somewhere in be somewhere in the thirties uh, with the second round pick because right now the gap, as it currently stands, it goes from one to fifty four, which is the Ravens' second round pick because they traded theirs to, to Pittsburgh. So they've got to be able to capitalize on that run of edge rushers that we're expecting to go late first round, early second. So certainly looking at shoring up the defensive end spot, as you saw on Friday night, they released Al-Kadeen Muhammad, which is not a surprise by any stretch. He, he really struggled in this scheme. But I think that you can address that need, offensive tackle, 
late first round, early second. Um, and on day two, I mean, maybe that's where you start taking a stab at some of these receivers. Remember, it's not that loaded of a draft class where you can fi- comfortably find somebody late day two, early day three. So if they want to get somebody that, you know, they're probably out of play for, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, the kid from TCU, that might go mid-first round if they've already, you know, let's say in my scenario, they've already dra- traded back and they're drafting, you know, anywhere between four and ten. Um, that, that's probably the sweet spot to find someone because you don't want to wait until day three because it's just the depth of that group is just not there this year. So what is realistic to hope for next year? I know there are all these people in town who feel like, well, they'll trade down to two and get 42 number one picks and then go to four (laughs) and then go to nine and we'll be in the Super Bowl next year. It's not that easy. So what is realistic to hope that the Bears can accomplish in 2023? I said this last week. I think that the incremental improvement, because Poles doesn't want the 2018 or 2019 blip on the radar and then you're starting over again. Or what happened, you know, early 2000s as well. You have one or two good years and then, you know, you fall off again and you're constantly in the stage of state of trying to catch up. So I think going from three wins to eight wins would be a massive step for this franchise. And then eight wins to 11 or 12, 12 wins in 2024 would be the ultimate goal because I don't think anybody walked in realistically and thought this was going to be a one-year turnaround that after getting gutting this roster and then getting you know the worst possible outcome of a 3-14 and 14 season that you'd be able just to pick up the pieces. Sure, the roster is going to improve a bit. It, it should. I mean, they're going to spend a lot of money in free agency, probably have you know a couple of those big fish first, first wave of free agency guys come in. But you also have the draft, and you also have to realize that there's more holes on this roster as it currently stands than um, than answers right now, which I, I think will lead you to incremental improvement over the worst-to-first scenario. We're just blessed to have you as you've been slumming it and uh, going to Northwestern basketball games. You're following them like it's a Beyonce concert. It's amazing. So if you ever see uh, Courtney, she'll have the Chase Audis jersey on. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't it. believe it. Like, I went to two in a week. And, of course, the one on Wednesday was because Indiana was playing. But after Northwestern won, I knew that I had to be part of the biggest week in Northwestern basketball history, maybe ever. So, uh, I, you know. To, to, to quote all the Northwestern fans out there, rank them, you cowards. So I hope when the AP Top 25 oh. comes out tomorrow that we see that. Oh, chesty. Very. Oh, 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 Northwestern. Led, led by the, the great uh, Dave Edit says, rank us, cowards. All right. And so that means it's, this continues, right? You go to Champaign on the 23rd. You've got to keep it rocking. You, so you're going to go to Champaign, Northwestern against Illinois. Big game, right? I mean, yeah, and Penn State at home, I believe, is senior night. I mean, I think I have to be at the Combine, but I'll be there in spirit. <laughs> it's a, wow. I mean, hey, if you're going to jump on, I told Courtney, I said, you want to watch basketball in this town? The best basketball team is Northwestern. Yeah, because I'm not watching the Bulls anymore. Like, we've made – I've come, to the, um, I've come to the realization that I wasted my time here in January and February thinking that, hey, I've got the off season, I can enjoy the Bulls again. Um, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it to myself. I'll probably like check in here and there, but I don't want to hate watch them like Sylvie was talking about. Uh, you know, we're we're coming to the combine. I know. I heard. It's, it's, you guys are going to be there on the th- first, right? We come in on the twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. We'll say no mo's for dinner. You're welcome to okay. join us, and then we do the show from five a.m. Central, six Eastern, till ten. A four hour extravaganza. 
Well, that's perfect. You guys can roll in from Prime 47 into the convention center at 5 a.m. from your night out and then do the show right then and there, as everyone does in Indianapolis. I'm already tired. Courtney, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, guys. Take care. You're the best. That's Courtney Cronin with us, Cap. Love Courtney. You know what? She was here three days last week, right? She she was. that? Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, call the comics man. Worst Weekends next on Cap and J-Hood. Take that. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and J-Hood. DeMar DeRozan totals 16 minutes in the NBA All-Star Game last night. He says he expects to be 100% for Friday's return to action with the Bulls at home against Brooklyn. DeMar added that he has complete confidence that the Bulls can turn the season around. The Blackhawks tallied a win over Toronto last night, 5-3 at the United Center. Patrick Kane recorded a hat trick to go with an assist in the victory. Jonathan Taves has been taken off the trade market after announcing that he's still dealing with symptoms of long COVID and chronic immune response syndrome. This likely ends Jonathan Taves' playing career with the Blackhawks. We will see. UIC got a victory against Valparaiso 74-73 at Credit Union 1 Arena. Jay Moore. Okay, it's about that time. You're tuned in to the Captain Jay Hood Show. Everything ain't hardcore, you know. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Swept by the Pirates. We can only ask or wonder that he is asking some departed relative for forgiveness for this atrocious performance. Falling in an outhouse. Or maybe a dose of instant karma. The evidence would lead me to believe that he did not break the plane before getting rid of the ball. And who knows what's going on inside that helmet. It's time to find out who had the worst weekend on Cap'n J Hood. Cap'n J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000. is streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Glad to have you in today on this Monday. At this time, every Monday at 935 we got to find out who had the worst weekend. You think you had a bad weekend? Wait till you hear this list. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Yeah, I want to start right here in uh, the city of Chicago because over the weekend we saw a 16-page statement of facts was released about a concrete shell of a building over in Humboldt Park. Yeah. The Museum of Puerto Rican Arts and Culture mm-hmm. had their freestanding archives. Rogue construction shut down a few months ago. Well, this statement of facts came out and just kind of proved they had no idea what the hell they were doing. They checked that they weren't going to build this on public land. They checked, uh, they failed to put in all of the proper uh, hardware to the building to support like an archives area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just everything from top to bottom was done completely illegally to the point that what they have standing out there is likely going to be torn down. Oh, city of Chicago. Not the right building permits, not the stuff that you're supposed to have to get around. Oh, city of Chicago, city of Chicago. Hold on, I got you covered. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and a few bills. Yeah, you know how that works, right? That's how the city works. You're trying to build something and you don't do your due diligence and go through the proper channels. Unless it's through an alderman or back channels. Correct. As we have seen. Correct. I speak from knowledge from that based on my reading. When Bob Hood would say, read the front of the paper. What's going on? Uh, uh, Eugene Sawyer. Like, you had to read that stuff, My right? dad did the same thing. Yeah. Where my brother and I would dive for the Sun-Times. We didn't like the broadsheet. We wanted to read the tabloid. Mm-hmm. And we're right to the back. And my dad be, turn the paper over. Why don't you learn what's going on in the world, boys? <laughs> I don't want to. Yes, wanna, dad. I want to know. 
Cubs 3, Expos 2. Correct. <laughs> That's what you want. Well, what did Sano and what did Williams do in the lineup yesterday? <laughs> uh, okay, but, t- but you know what? Typical Chicago, what you just read right there. I get, we got maybe 15 stories of something similar to that, not going through the right channels. So, I, so something you build is going to be torn down soon. I think what happened is the state of Illinois cleared them but didn't realize that this had to go through the Friends of the Parks because oh, oh. city of Chicago, everything's got to go through the Friends of the Parks. All right, that's a bad weekend. All right, give us another choice. Uh, how about New York Times reporter Kevin Roos? Now, have you seen what's been going on with Microsoft and their artificial intelligence search engine? Uh, they wanted to piggyback off of this viral chat GPT, mm-hmm. basically a thing where you put something in and it replies with an artificially intelligence like prompt response you can get this thing to come up with something yeah well microsoft invented one where they wanted it to scrape google and different search engines and so basically if you type in is it bad that my wrist hurts at 30 years old it will give you an actual answer instead of a list of links yeah uh new york times reporter kevin roos decided he was going to try to get involved and get to the bottom of this and see how far it would go Mm -hmm. he said his experience left him unable to sleep after the artificial intelligence told him quote it wants to be alive i told him his name is sydney and asked him to leave his wife because it actually he actually loves the artificial intelligence the quote was you're married but you don't love your spouse you're married but you love me he says he he assured sydney it was wrong that his spouse and i had a lovely valentine's dinner together sydney didn't take it well quote actually you're not happily married your spouse and you don't love each other you just had a boring valentine's dinner together okay Uh, wow all right says he's unable to sleep after this experience okay it's a computer i understand that i understand it's a computer you ignore it the point is, Cap, is again, the technology is in place to be able to learn as well as to be just like this open book for information. And then that happens. Yeah, I mean, like, just give me, go back to the links. Just give me the just rogue links I can go to Correct. instead of that. Would you ever walk into like one of those, uh, like right across the street if they had a tarot, tarot card reading? Oh, like they read your Or they read your or- palm or the cards and... Uh, Jonathan, yes, you're going to find love doing this, and your career is going to do. Would you? Ever, I, I will never do that. I think you and I would do it as a as a funny bit. No shot. Why? You afraid of what the person's going to say? Yeah, they don't know, Cap. They don't. I just don't want to take that chance. So I have no interest. I will not do it. They got no influence on your life. Only the guy upstairs knows. That's correct. Right. He makes the plan. Yes, and that's Mr. Kaplan. He, that's, that's only the man knows upstairs. Don't be afraid of those people. I think next time when we go to New Orleans, that's a great spot to do it. Right there to buy you because they, they know. A couple of tarot cards. Oh, I see sickness. I see death. I see sunshine. I see death. You're gone. Three out of four says I see death. Listen, I if you tell somebody they're going to die, you're guaranteed to be right. Oh, stop. 100%. I see you're going to have extreme heat. I'm getting cremated. <laughs> Wait, Jay Moore, have you done that? Have you have have you had that your palm read? Nah, I'm, or the tarot cards? Nah, I never did that. Now we know we always know somebody, right? Yeah, somebody but, in the family or someone that knows someone. Yeah, my sister did, and you didn't you didn't talk to her about it. Did she, After she told me, I didn't want to hear it. Mm. What'd she tell you? She just told me she had her her palm read. And I was oh. like, that's awesome. Peace. Ah! <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. it, it, it oh, so she didn't give you the information, though? Right? No. Okay. You stopped it right there. It was all about her. 
Yeah. So whatever it was that was told to her should stay with her. I didn't want to hear about it. Why don't you like your sister? You don't want to know what they said about her? <sighs> he wasn't interested. It's not my thing. Wow. Yeah. And but see, that's I went to Jay Moore because I know he knew someone. I would not want to do that. I'm with Jay Moore. I don't want to know any of that stuff. My mom is very into it. Believes it, too. The old car deal? The tarot stuff, like the, the medium thing, you meet with somebody and they just cold read you and then come up with some generic garbage that you'll buy into. I, I know someone, I think it's on uh, on Peacock's side, that does that. She's, I'll tell you what she said. We're at a, like a family gathering and she says, you know what? You don't treat your mother right. And then Michelle's like, well, how, do, how the F do you know? <laughs> so I, I had my palm read. All right, he's like, how do you, she's like, how do you know? I don't treat my mother right. He's like, where'd you get the information from? There, Miss Cleo. How do, how do you know that? Miss <laughs> Cleo, you know? that's what you're yeah, me seriously. Yeah. Like, I, I think for a lark, I don't think I, I would mind doing it. But they, they got no control in my life. No shot. Hey, look at my palm. What are you going to see? A big hand. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> your big paw. That's all you got. Shit. Shay, would you do it? Your mom's. You says your mom's into it. She, did she read you? No, no, but I, I mean, no, I mean, I do it, but I don't care. Like, I don't believe whatever you're going to tell me. I'm right. pretty sure you're selling me a bill of goods. You say something kind of generic. Ooh, uh, is there somebody close to you whose name starts with the letter M? Like, yeah, probably <laughs> most people have somebody that they could think of. Probably, oh, you get my, like, my wife's name, start, letters, uh, name starts with the letter M. Or, like, if you have your father's mic, you say, does somebody close to you start with the letter M? Everybody's got one. Yeah. And then you just build off of that and keep going. It's just a cold reading, and they just keep drawing off of you with generic garbage. It's not real. I, so I would do it, but it's entertainment. It's not real life. I don't think so either. I don't think it's entertainment. I think it's entertainment also. They did it on Instagram, too, by the way. Like, how do you know me? Like, you just you insert a name, and they do they do the tarot, the whole card thing on Instagram. Weird. Right, who really else, weird. Who else has a worse weekend? Now, Tiger Woods, it should have been a nice moment for him, returning from all of his struggles with the back injury at Here the Genesis go. Invitational. And he went viral and had to issue an apology because after outdriving Justin Thomas, he got caught on camera slipping him a tampon. It's, uh, can we not have any funny stuff anymore and everyone gets outraged? Yes. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. He should not have apologized for that. I wouldn't have apologized. I would not have either. It's, be- it's between me and my friend. That's between me and Justin. And if you're offended by it, that take it up with yourself. Jay Moore. What if tampons was his uh, sponsor? <laughs> yeah, what if it, it was? Sponsor? His drive brought to you by Tampax? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> his drive is brought to you by Tampax. Mm. I do think, like, mm. isn't the joke just kind of boring, though? Like, the joke just, uh, you're a girl. Isn't that just, it is boring. Whether, it, I'm not offended by it, I'm not a woman, I don't care, but I did find it boring. No, it's just something for between them, right? Which yeah. is good. Yeah. Again, you, if you're on camera, if you're on the course, you gotta know what's gonna happen if you do it. Leave it in the locker. Take it back into the clubhouse. Here, I drove you. Here you go. If it's between the two of you. You know what's gonna happen that gets on camera. Yeah, I don't think I would have apologized for it because it's between me. What, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Take me off the tour? We gotta do. Yeah, all this outrage. Christine Brennan having to write a column in the USA today. Oh, she did. Oh, whole freaking column. Oh my god! Can we stop with the outrage, please? Oh, you're disrespecting female athletes. Stop. By the way, your friends over. I know this is Friday folder, but you weren't here last week. Mm -hmm. I know you read this. Your friends at Live on the CW. 
Yeah, they got this, TV, remember? He broke that story with us. Yeah, we're so, going to have TV. Whew, but the CW, holy bleep. That's the best you could do? I guess so. Oh, man. Are they paying for the time? That I don't know. I think they are. CW can't afford that. They can't afford a TV deal. Tribune Company's out of bankruptcy. <laughs> you sure? Let me call Sam Zell, make sure yeah. that's, that's official. Excuse me. <laughs> so, Sam? Brother, CW? Oh, man. That's not in all markets, by the way. That's various markets around right. the country. It's not good. You got to start someplace. But the though. streaming. They'll have yeah, streaming. Yeah. Shay, do we have one more? Yeah, I can squeeze this last one. And a man in Queensland, Austria, he was driving his car on the freeway while naked, crashed it. Fled the scene and was arrested because he was spotted on film hanging nude off of a horse trailer that was moving along the freeway. Oh, my God. The hell? <laughs> Don't know why he was driving naked. Just know he was caught on, on video hanging from a moving horse trailer naked. Hi? Maybe? Probably. Drunk? Maybe? Okay, that belongs in Worst Weekends. We'll put that at ESPN 1000 so you can uh, nominate who had the worst weekend. I'm, I'm leaning toward that last story. It's not Tiger. It's not Worst Weekends for Tiger. No. No, I don't think so. I'm leaning toward the last one, but you could vote at ESPN 1000 on Twitter and, see, and determine who had the worst weekend. The Cap and J-Hood Cut of the Day is coming up next on Chicago's Home for Sports. Good morning. Glad you're along for the Cap and J-Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Good morning. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. And have the cut of the day coming up brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Cap, we got a little breaking news in the NBA. Yeah, it sounds like Russell Westbrook is going to be a clipper. Do you understand what's going to happen here? He's a clipper. He's going to be in that same building, that crypto.com arena. That they got rid of him. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know what that's going to be like? He's going to play out of his mind just because the Lakers let him go. So he's going to be staying in Los Angeles, be with that Clippers team. He's going to go bananas. He and, once, is. and once again, I know somewhere Chris Black is, is looming. He's going to say once again, how come the Bulls couldn't make a deal? How come they couldn't get Kevin Love? How come they couldn't get Russell Westbrook? Anything else besides with the, the um, kind of uh, average ball club we see on the west side now. He wanted to go to the Clippers because of his desire to compete for a championship as well as remain in L.A. Per Casey Johnson of NBC Sports Chicago, the Bulls could pivot to signing John Wall or Patrick Beverly. Okay. Now, Pat Bev, between the two, I'll take it Pat Bev. Again, entertaining. Dernering through fingernails, that guy is nails. But you just want him just for the rest of the season. For the long haul, probably not. But for the rest of the season, you're looking for a lead guard, there's your guy. There he is. John Wall, not as much. John Wall, we know what John Wall has been and what he is now. He's a a shoot-first point guard that I know that you don't like. Did I ever tell you the John Wall story from the Final Four? Mm -mm. So he's visiting the Final Four. He's just playing at Kentucky, but they're not in it. I'm sitting in the lobby on Thursday morning, you know, in the coach's hotel. Yeah. I think it was the Hyatt Indianapolis. 
There's me, there's Izzo, there's Kevin O'Neill. There's like 10 guys sitting around. You know how they all do. In walks Calipari and John Wall. Mm-hmm. And Kevin goes, John, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. Why aren't you in class? Kidding. And John Wall looks at him, looks at Cal, and goes, don't you know Kentucky players don't go to class? <laughs> <laughs> that was John Wall. Is that not the truth? That's the truth. <laughs> it really is, man. That's the truth. Well, there you go. Russell Westbrook to the Clippers. We've got uh, Kevin Love, who loved Cleveland, but now moving on. To Miami. And then, okay, and the Bulls are doing nothing. They're already looking forward to the end of the season to try to do what they're going to do with this team. Everyone we, everyone we talk to, everyone we talk to says Lonzo Ball is the elixir for this Bulls team. Only if they had Lonzo Ball. Everyone says it. I understand that the Bulls but need they, a elite but they guard. They treat Lonzo Ball like he's Michael Jordan at age thirty. I know. Everyone My. says it. They think that he's the harness for this offense. Like if he's only that, he could. Then you see Zach playing off the ball more often. He'd be able to get Patrick Williams in spots. I don't know. Like. John, listen, I like Lonzo Ball. I don't love Lonzo Ball like other people do. They're making it seem like if Lonzo Ball, and I'm saying, when I say they, I was talking, I, we just talked to Kendall Gill on Friday. I talked to other people as well. Oh, if Lonzo Ball was on the team, this team would be so much better. Would they? Would they be as good as Milwaukee or Boston? No. Philadelphia? Absolutely not. Cleveland? Absolutely not. I mean, they'd, be, they'd be in the mix, yes. We wouldn't have to worry about the Bulls whether they're going to be in the playoffs or not if Lonzo Ball's here. But the team still would need more shooting from the outside. And Lonzo Ball is, is good at that, but not great at that. You still need that. Why do I think that if Lonzo Ball was healthy, that the Bulls still wouldn't do anything at the deadline? I kind of feel like they would. Because I think we've got an overmatched front office. Overmatched. Yeah. yeah. Arturus so. Eversley. Now time for the Captain J. Hood Cut of the Day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! Good morning, boys. Hoodie, Kaplan. Kaplan, a pleasure to see you again after your week in Jamaica. Good to be back. A little uh, deeper pigmentation from, from Cap this morning, Hood. Yes, we have the same pigmentation. Both of them very deep. Maybe not quite the same, but oh, well, he's getting there. I don't know. I'm working, working with Steph Curry today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Drake. <laughs> it's like Degrassi Drake here. That's right. That's right. We bad. I'm just telling you. And I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> the Captain Jay Hood cut of the day. We're here with me and my partner, Gene Wilder. <laughs> Brought to you by Chicago <laughs> Cut Steakhouse. Try the crab and avocado appetizer served with chilled crab meat, avocado, cucumbers, capers, peppers, asparagus. They prep at table side. Ridiculous. That's amazing. That's right off the top of your head. It's amazing that you know that order. Because I my favorite restaurant. <laughs> Chicago Cut Steakhouse. All right, my friends, we thank you for listening and calling and twitching and being part of the program here on Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN 1000. Our thanks to Theo Epstein. Really good information from Theo. Yes, very cool to hear him take shots at Jed Hoyer about <laughs> his newfound wealth as the president. That's <laughs> hilarious. He's got a couple of places, a couple of cribs, right? Yes. Well, we thank you, uh, Theo. We thank Courtney Cronin for being with us as well. Thank you, Shay. Thank you, Jay Moore. Let's do it again tomorrow. Tomorrow? Uh, what, 7 a.m.? Do it. <laughs>
All right. 7 a.m. I'll be here with you right here on Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN 1000. So for Cap, I'm Jay Hood. Talk to you tomorrow. So long, everybody. Take Chicago.